The following is a presentation of the Premier Dance Network. Hi everyone, Kimberly Falker here, the host of the longest running podcast on dance, Balancing Point Podcast, and the owner and CEO of the world's largest podcast network dedicated solely to dance. We currently host 10 shows on the network, each providing you with amazing value and insight into the world of dance. And one of these shows is called Pod Chat, hosted by Barry Carolis. And if you've not had a chance to listen to his show, now is the time. He recently produced an episode called Holiday Shopping Ideas for Dancers. On this show, he gathered recommendations from each of the hosts featured on the Premier Dance Network. Not only that, but some of the hosts offered some amazing giveaways. So if you're looking for gift ideas or would like a chance to win one of the giveaways offered, stop by Premier Dance Network and click on Barry's show, Pod to Chat. All right, so let's get started with today's episode of Pod to Chat. Hello and welcome back. Thanks for coming to chat. I am your host, Barry Carolis, and you are listening to Pa de Chat Talking Dance on the Premier Dance Network. In this weekly podcast, I candidly offer educational conversations and thoughtful analysis on all things dance. With my vast background as a director, choreographer, instructor, and dancer, I am happy to share my 14 plus years of experience with you, whether you're a professional dancer or just listening in for an insider's look into our fascinating art form. So put your earbuds in, grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's talk dance. <laughs> Good day, dear friends, and thank you for coming back every week to listen to my podcast. Before I get going on chatting, I wanted to remind everybody that I'm doing a special holiday giveaway here on Pata Chat. If you didn't hear, go back two weeks and listen to my holiday shopping ideas for Dancers podcast, where all of the PDN hosts gave great Christmas and Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate ideas. Uh, so for, for every dancer out there, and uh, I also mention our three giveaways, which have been generously donated by three of our hosts on the Premier Dance Network. You're going to have to listen to find out what they are, but I promise they are worthwhile. And also, they're pretty valuable. <laughs> so good money value, good mental, emotional value as well. Um, we'll be announcing those winners in a week for our December 23rd podcast. So be sure to submit to win before then. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, I also want to tell you what I've been up to. Of course, as always, I'm teaching up a storm. I also began choreographing two contemporary solos for students that are competing at Youth America Grand Prix. I've sent a handful of solos to YAGP, as we call it in the dance world, with half of those students placing in the top 12 of their age group, uh, one placing third, and I even won an Outstanding Choreographer Award in 2015, which was super, super exciting. <laughs> it's always fun to create a short, fun solo on, on a, a student, a young student with great potential, so I've really been enjoying that. Beyond that, I have just been doggedly working. I, I finally took a day off this past Monday after a 21-day streak without a day off. Um, and <laughs> that's I, it wasn't even a complete day off. I did a couple of things that I probably shouldn't have been doing on that day. I've been overwhelmed with good things like already beginning to book summer program teaching and being asked to speak at two more events beyond the one that I spoke at last Monday, which I talked about in last week's podcast. 
But it was really important for me to get a day off. That was my only day off since uh, November 19th and will be till Christmas Eve, I think, at this point. Yeah, it's on Christmas Eve. It's all, it's all good, though, because I'm really excited to be teaching uh, beginner and advanced beginner contemporary dance classes at Steps on Broadway from this Saturday, the 18th until the 22nd. Oh, and I think I'm teaching a basic ballet class as well. So if you want to take class from me and you're in the city on break, uh, you can stop by and let's bring things down to a bit of a uh, more introductory and basic and beginner level uh, and really start to build that foundation to get stronger and build your technique. And if you can't make it before the new year, I'll also be teaching an advanced beginner ballet class series at Broadway Dance Center every Friday at 6 p.m. from January 6th until February 24th. So there are seven opportunities for you to come and take class with me at Broadway Dance Center as well. So stop on in, let's clean your technique, and if you're a podcast listener, be sure to let me know after class, because I always love meeting my listeners. <laughs> now, enough about my busy schedule and more about this week's episode. I always feel most inspired to talk on here and write on my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, about things I am experiencing in the moment. It just feels so much more valid to share things I'm working on, experiencing, or already discussing in my everyday life. So... For that reason, it, it feels relevant to talk about the importance of taking a day off, right? And <laughs> I'm going to talk about this even though, like I said, I didn't take that day completely off. <laughs> but I did my best. My intention was true. Um, so 21 days without a day for me time is bad. As a dancer, entrepreneur, and just generally as a human being, there is something about always being on and in a certain gear that can really drive exhaustion and eventually burnout, which I've talked about in previous podcasts. People may not realize that burnout is occurring while it's happening, but the long-term effects are there. I remember back before I dug my heels in the sand and started learning how to relax a bit, <laughs> which I still don't really know how to relax, but taking a day off, uh, I was a high schooler juggling school, my dance training, and dancing for a small local modern dance company. I was about, I think I started there when I was 15, 16 years old. Um, I would go to school on weekdays from 7 to 2.30, at 7 a.m. till 2.30 p.m., and then I would train from 4 till 9.30 p.m., um, and then on Saturdays, I would train and rehearse for productions like The Nutcracker or our studio's recital, or during a period of time, we were we had a competition team and, and different things like that, and uh, with any leftover time, I would do any homework that I was given. And then on Sundays, I would rehearse for our shows with the modern dance company that I, I was a part of. It wasn't until I started my finishing training uh, and subsequently my dance career professionally that I actually started taking a day or two off. It was difficult at first as I remember thinking that I could be utilizing that off time to improve myself, especially when I would sometimes feel pressure and competition when other peers and colleagues were pushing themselves on our days off uh, in, into exhaustion. But as time went on, I began to notice the value in allowing for both physical and mental recovery, especially at the peak of my dance career. Because when, when I was at the peak of my performance career, I... I generally was dancing all the time, and if I if I could take a day off, I actually felt so much better. There are a handful of dancers that I know who almost despise taking a day off from dance. 
I've heard them claim things like they feel that their muscles relax too much or that they always dance poorly the day after they've taken a day off. Um, or perhaps it's just subconscious fear that's been bashed into their psyche by an old school teacher who hasn't really adapted to modern times or read up on any studies as they continue teaching in their old school ways. Whatever the cause is, I tip my hat to the everyday dancer, but I am neither a follower nor an advocate for this kind of overwork. Not that I look down at these people in disdain, but I truly believe that we need to treat our body like the body we hope to live in when we are in our 60s, our 70s, or even our 80s. What what does it say in the Bible? <laughs> I think it says this in the Bible, or maybe religious people say this. I don't know. I'm not religious. But it's something like, and on the seventh day he rested, or on the... <laughs> it's horrible. I can't remember it. On the seventh day we rest, or something along those lines. Anyway, I think that that's pretty, pretty damn good advice. Being a dancer that now choreographs, teaches, speaks, blogs, podcasts, and manages all of that and a whole ton of a lot more, I find it really easy to work 12 or more hours a day. And I'm not exaggerating. I, I could keep on going and going and going if I had to. And I, I can do this every single day of the week. But when at all possible, I stop on Sundays and smell the roses, <laughs> or at least sleep in a little bit. <laughs> I'll go for a long walk, which can sometimes last a few hours while I take in architecture parks or the sunset, and maybe I'll binge watch my favorite YouTube video stars like Miranda Sings or Niga Higa or uh, Prank vs. Prank. <laughs> sometimes I'll even grab a cup of coffee and just stare into the sky and dream a little bit, or if I can, try not to think about anything, which is impossible, but I try. <laughs> what I've found when I take a day off is tangible evidence of the benefits it offers. I'm not as tired throughout my week. My averagely high, I can't say that word today, averagely high level of anxiety doesn't become overwhelming throughout the week. My body feels better in class. I'm clearer minded and more focused on tasks. And there are probably a lot of other things that I can't even come up with right now. The realization of my need for time off has been a godsend for me and has really helped me conquer burnout as I enter into this new building stage of the next step of my dance career. Now, like I said before, I'm not going to knock anybody who decides not to take a day off. Everybody can make their own decisions. In fact, I was having a conversation uh, with uh, one of my favorite non-PDN uh, podcast host, uh, Michael Sean Breeden. He's a Miami City Ballet dancer, and he uh, is a part of the Conversations on Dance podcast with Rebecca King. And he recently posted on Facebook a question about dancers, professionals taking ballet bar and socks to get their day started. And uh, part of the conversation that we ended up having was that I really feel that um, – we are both professionals and adults once we, we start our career, and that at a certain point, we should be treated as both professionals and adults. And uh, that means allowing us to make decisions in our dancing and our career uh, that maybe not everybody agrees with, but sometimes you need to do for yourself uh, what you need to do and not worry about people judging you because uh, we're adults. And a lot of times in the dance world, we don't like to... Uh, or dancers don't necessarily feel like they're adults, um, and sometimes the leadership <laughs> doesn't like dancers to uh, 
have that much say in their career, but uh, I'm not going to knock anybody because it really it is your decision. But I do offer just a little bit of advice to those of you who may feel pressure to work seven days a week. First off, the body needs time to recover. Remember, exercise creates little micro tears in your muscle tissue. If you had a scab on your skin, I don't know if you had a cut or you fell or something, uh, you're not going to keep on picking at it and let it grow, regrow back and continue picking at it and let it regrow back until it heals. Generally, once the scab forms, you let it stay there for a day or two or however long it needs to fully heal and you let it take care of itself. This is how the whole body works in general, not just the, the what you can see on the exterior. If it needs assistance, maybe you add an antibiotic cream or a band-aid. So perhaps on your day off, instead of working, uh, t taking class or rehearsing uh, or doing Pilates or cross training, perhaps you get a massage or you take an Epsom salt bath or you do some other type of body work that's going to uh, be kind to your body and cuddle it a little bit so that it can last as long as possible. Second, just because you took a day off doesn't mean you aren't as dedicated to dance as those who choose to keep going for an undetermined amount of time. Our dance culture tends to idolize those who can push through seemingly everything, no matter how exhausting or dangerous the the hurdle is. I I see people getting compliments all the time for killing themselves, or even, <laughs> this is kind of undanceable, but I remember watching Carrie Strug uh, back in the Olympics, was that 96? I think it was 1996, and she sprained her ankle, and she had one more vault, and she ran, and she landed the vault on one foot, and the U.S. gymnastics team won uh, the, the Olympic gold medal, and everybody claimed that she was a hero. Um, but when I, at the time, I was like crying watching it. It was amazing. It was so inspiring. But looking back at it, every time the Olympics plays it, because every Summer Olympics they replay that, um, I keep on thinking to myself, like, imagine that she could have an, an extended career in gymnastics. Uh, for her to really push through that amount of pain, uh, granted it was a competition, but for her to push the, that through that much pain, it, like, it really is just risking the longevity of having a career. So I, I, I don't really necessarily get that idolization of just like going, 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 going until you break. Uh, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. So I, I say, I say that you don't have to do that and don't worry. Your time to prove your, your resiliency will come. I promise. And burning yourself out prematurely will not help you. And on that note, let's talk about the last one, burnout. Burnout is a real thing. Resting the mind is just as important as resting the body. And I will continue to be an advocate for progress in treating mental health and dancers just as much as we have, have made progress on preventative care for injuries for dancers. Burnout is just as much a career-threatening injury as a labral tear is in your hip, a bulging disc is in your spine, or a torn ACL is in your knee. We, we really need to work to get more emotional care for dancers, especially because so many dancers are starting their career at such a young age, living on their own at such a young age, moving away from home to train at such a young age. It's, it's so important. As dancers, we work so hard to get where we are, and some of that work needs to come in the form of forcing yourself to rest when necessary. 
it's an important tool to, to understand and to, to know. The best dancers look at rest just as much as a tool to success as cross-training or healthy eating. Sometimes you just have to push through a busy patch like I am right now. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I've done this before. I've danced, I don't know how many days in a row. Uh, I've, I've done it all. But the moment you can see beyond the clutter of your busy schedule, schedule rest. Stop comparing yourselves to others around you and find the ideal that works for you, not for somebody else. Because no two dancers work exactly alike. Find your ideal, work hard, and don't cave into peer shaming, or even if your peers aren't shaming you, your own internal judgment based on other people's actions in their careers um, for choosing your own healthy work ethic. If you're able to do this, you will see that your career has greater benefits than beating your mind, body, and soul into never-ending submission. I really do care about all the dancers that I meet, and I hope you take this advice to heart. This career is short, and most of us are adults who should have more say in how we execute this difficult career. So please take a day off and absolve yourself of any and all guilt for taking that day off. I understand how guilt works. <laughs> Don't guilt yourself. It needs to be a part of your training regimen, regimen, regime, or regimen. <laughs> and uh, I promise you, your 60, 70, or 80-year-old self will thank you for it. And maybe future dancers won't need as many hip replacements or uh, other <laughs> other replacements as they as they age. That's all I've got to say for this episode. I hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of Pod to Chat Talking Dance. If there are any topics you'd like to hear me talk about, please feel free to reach out to me via my website contact page at www.barrycorlis.com. Again, that's www.barrycorlis.com. You can reach out to me on there as well if you'd like to become a sponsor for our podcasts or to book master classes in ballet or contemporary technique for choreography or speaking engagements. I hope you enjoyed listening in and talking dance with me. If you enjoyed this chat, please feel free to share, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes. Every bit of extra visibility helps keep these podcasts running. And if this didn't fulfill your dance fix, check out my sister podcast on the Premier Dance Network. That can be found on Premier, that's P-R-E-M-I-E-R, dancenetwork.com. New hosts from your favorite dance companies are being added monthly. If you want to connect with me to see where I'm choreographing, teaching, and what I'm doing in my everyday life, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, where my name is B. Corollas, or on Twitter at Bariscos. Twitter, that is. <laughs> also, be sure to subscribe to my blog, Life of a Freelance Dancer, where I've been writing about working as a freelance artist for over four years. I also have two YouTube channels, B. Corollas, featuring my choreography, and Choreography, featuring my choreographic web series that tells the life-defining stories of professional dancers through revealing interviews and choreography. Thanks for listening in to Pod to Chat. I hope you return next Friday to talk dance with me. And remember to go out and support your local dance scene. Thank you.